Hello and welcome back to the Donkey's Garage for episode 15. In this weekend we visited Austria, the Red Bull Ring. Um, it's one of those tracks that is famous, it's one of the old ones. Um, although, it, although it didn't uh, work in the Formula 1 for some years, so people that may have joined in the early uh, 2000s may not know it, but it was definitely in the calendar in the 70s. Um, it held some of the some very good races back in the in the days with Nicky Lauda with uh, James Hunt. It's quite a unique layout. Very fast um, corners are unique in the sense that there are a couple of um, ninety degree corners, but then there is a slow section in the middle that is not so slow if you compare it to, for instance, to. to Monaco or Singapore, but um, typically the second sector is slower um, compared to the first and third sector, which are very, very fast. You've got one um, decent straight um, where, where towards the end it's uphill, and then you've got a this, from second to the, to the third corner to the fourth corner, you've got it continues to be uphill. Um, again, another nice straight, very good to, for overtaking. And then you've got a 90 degree angle on turn uh, five. That is one of those corners where traction is very important. The car slows down to second gear. And when you're off the line, where you're off the, the corner, you struggle for grip. If uh, any one of you actually played the F1 game on PlayStation, you will always feel that um, rear axle struggling to find the grip. So you need to be very careful on the throttle. And that's a crucial point if you want to, to overtake down the following straight. You need to be very, very close out of that corner. You have to have a very, very good traction. Um, and then at that moment, if you have DRS, you can then dive in the inside for the next corner. And then the next section is one which a uh, number of corners follows. So you've got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which are very fast corners, but follow one another. Um, it's a uh, rear focus drug, so it's, it's mostly the rear axle that works because if you need that traction off the slow corners, the 90 degree corners, and then um, you have very fast corners also. So it's a mixed, uh, which in the end did favor Ferrari. Um, Red Bull struggling quite severely with um, tire degradation on the rear axle. So with enough information on the characteristics of the track, we can move on to the to the weekend, which was a one of the, was a sprint um, was one of the weekends uh, with a sprint structure. So instead of being the classic uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where Fridays are free practice, Saturdays is the qualifying, and Sundays the race. Here, the sprint race substitutes qualifying, so to speak and you have a mini qualifying on Friday, which then leads to the sprint race, which decides the order of the, of the, of the, of, for the grid on Sunday. So the qualifying on Friday, I didn't watch all of it because I had uh, some errands to run, but um, as, as far as I could see, um, I thought Red Bull were going to look not as strong as always, but we're going to look strong enough to, to put a fight. I was surprised with Perez, who was struggling 
um, more than I expected. And given that Red Bull is the Red Bull ring, I did think that Red Bull were going to focus all their attention on, on having a one and two uh, result for the weekend. Um, I think it's more of a propaganda, more of a um, sponsor's um, attention you, you want that weekend because you're going to have a number of, of Red Bull sponsors attending that race. You're going to have the, the, the heads of the, of the company. So you, you want to make sure you do well in that race. Um, Paris was a bit off uh, pace during the weekend. And then um, Verstappen didn't look as comfortable as, as you would have imagined. But in the end, he did manage to, to, to steal that P1 from Ferrari. Um, so that, that's when it matters, right? In Q3, it's when it matters. So that was, that was good for them. Science was really, really good. He looked very, very strong. Um, and it seems that he's slowly uh, gaining um, confidence with the car. He's, he's, he's becoming very, very close in terms of performance with Leclerc, which is really good news to him and to the team. Although perhaps it's starting to create a, a, an issue overall with inside the team, which is in the past or until then, they had had a clear first driver and a clear second driver in that there were no attempts to substitute or challenge Leclerc's primacy in, within the, in the team. Where now, since Silverstone, Sand has proven that he's, he's able and he can, he's capable of winning a, a race and that he can, he can take, take the lead, take the, take the team to, to victory and that he's even willing to challenge um, team orders when they are nonsense and when they don't benefit him, so to speak. So here for the sprint race, it was, it was crucial for Ferrari to set an order and with Sainz uh, out-qualifying Leclerc, that meant that Sainz was giving, putting himself in a position, that, in a prime position to to have uh, team orders to his benefit, uh, should the moment come to that. But in the end, this got um, modified by the structure of the weekend, because in the end, the qualifying do does not matter that much. It was the sprint race that really defined the the order for, for, for the race. So Leclerc was third, and then the two Mercedes had a bit of an incident. Hamilton um, ended up against the wall. Um, I guess he was pushing too hard in qualifying and things like that happen. But it does show that Mercedes are now looking to push the car to the limits. And that's a natural thing. And when you're still developing the car, when the car's not as stable as you would like, and you bring it just over the the edge. The car will will give you a, a un, unkind surprise and 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 send you to the barriers. But that's not bad overall. Um, bad news for Russell. He he couldn't finish um, qualifying, but that was enough because he could still secure P four, which is good overall. It shows that Mercedes is still um, in in the fight for 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 podiums. Um, it begs the question of what happened to the pole poising. 
um, beginning of the year, everything was was um, daunted for for a bad year, um, and up until the the news um, about poll poisoning that the FIA were going to intervene with the technical directive, they were suffering massively. And then suddenly, when the FIA decided to tackle this issue by imposing a minimum and a maximum, well, rather a maximum uh, balancing uh, on the cars and uh, otherwise they would have to rise the, the right height and so on. Suddenly the problems are gone and Mercedes seems to be just fine with incredible performance. Um, this begs the question of how much was it all true? Um, Verstappen was complaining during the the press conference that uh, Mercedes uh, floor seems to be more flexible than anyone else. And this is perhaps ironic because it's it has been Toto Wolf and uh, Mercedes in general that have been complaining about the uh, flexibility of all the team's flaws. Um, but again, this is always politics. You're always trying to to play the, the game uh, to your benefit, of course, and that includes uh, putting some pressure here and there. So that was good news. Um, some other, no, not, not so good news um, was on the, for, was for, for Alpine, Fernando Alonso had a bit of a shot with the, with the underfloor. Um, he must have damaged it and then he couldn't do any better. P8, I believe. Uh, Ocon were the good news for, for Alpine. He managed to secure that P5, which was essential to, to keep Alpine on, on a good streak. And then the surprise for the weekend where the Haas were doing very, very well. It seems the car, the, the track layout benefited the car, benefited the, the team overall. The, they were running a very good, very good um, package overall. And in both cars were, were consistently in P10 and the top 10. And that was very good news to them. Um, then what else can we say about the rest of the field? I think there were no much, no, no great surprises. Uh, great performance by Albon in qualifying. Um, Vettel and Stroll still still behind. That car doesn't seem to be working. Um, and then the, the weekend didn't smile either to to the Aston Martin team. But overall, qualifying was wasn't uh, didn't bring anything unique. It was more of uh, of more of the same of what we've seen so far and with that said we move to the sprint race which is this idea that it's a shorter race where drivers should go all out um the the notion is that by having a shorter race uh, where drivers are supposedly going all out you will have more action and that will improve the show uh, it turns out that the objective uh, failed in that they've just made a shorter race where everyone is as conservative as they would be in a normal race, uh, especially because it has quite some impact for the race. So you don't want to have an accident and destroy all your chances for the race. So at the end of the day, it doesn't quite deliver what it was supposed to do. And the upside, um, well, it's... It's good in that um, it provides the team with more data, perhaps more data that is reliable towards the race. So um, you, they will be able to implement that data for the race and perhaps tune the cars a bit better. 
and extract a bit more performance for the show i don't think it was it's that beneficial um during the sprint race what we saw was classic um conservative moves um off the line we had already some bad news from fernando Alonso. the car just wouldn't start um absolutely terrible to see when you're not even given the possibility to give put up a fight uh the car wouldn't start uh he was still with the tire blankets which i don't understand but something must have happened they had to retire the car so that was him gone for the sprint race and of course that meant that he would start from the back of the grid on sunday off the line, uh, Leclerc, Sainz and Verstappen. Verstappen was really, really good. Um, Sainz was very good covering. Um, he kept on the on the left-hand side on the, around the first corner trying to dive in for that P1. Um, he was a bit overly optimistic um, on that first corner. Perhaps he rushed it and uh, as a result, he lost P2 to Leclerc. Uh, he had to take the the run out, and that basically set the the tone for the rest of the race. Where the Chapman was first, second was Leclerc, and third was Sainz, um, with the rest of the pack coming behind. Um, and the sprint race in itself, I don't think it showed anything out of the ordinary. I think the only great news, the only thing that really stood out, was the impressive performance by Mick Schumacher um, with Lewis Hamilton. I rarely say good things about this driver. Um, I don't think he's any, anywhere as good as his father was, but he did show that he has some race craft. He, he can really focus. I guess it's a matter of feeling comfortable with the car at the end of the day. And he held his position for about, I think it was four or five laps with an incredible racecraft, he was able to defend perfectly against, uh, let us not forget, a seven-time world champion, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Absolutely fantastic. Perhaps shame on the team that were not sufficiently reactive to what was going on, because at the end of the day, they had Kevin uh, Magnussen running ahead with Mick Schumacher and then Lewis. So on. When, when you look at the race and you have Lewis that is coming behind, you really need to make sure that you, you, you give enough tools to your driver to be able to protect efficiently against a driver that is, that is presumably running a faster car. Um, because at that moment, the Mercedes was not sufficiently faster than the, than the, than the has to overtake him uh, easily. So he would have to be forced to, to fight uh, Mick Schumacher on track. Um, so at that point, what do you need? Well, you definitely need the DRS and you need to organize your two drivers to make sure that the faster driver can get away and that the slower driver, which is still in a competitive car compared to the Mercedes, will be able to hold off uh, Lewis and essentially keep your two cars running together and finishing up the of the, the positions as, as high as possible, right? And with that in mind, Kevin was the slower driver between them two and Mick Schumacher was much faster. So it would have made more sense to switch drivers and have 
Mishmar just to, to slip away and tell Magnussen just to hold off Lewis long enough until the race was over and hold the two cars together um, comfortably um, getting a nice set of points. The team didn't choose to do that, not sure why, but I think they, they run the risk of losing both. And at the end of the day, they lost Mick Schumacher to um, Liz because in, in, in the midst of, of, of this um, dog fight between Lewis and Mick Schumacher, uh, they were considerably slower. Uh, Kevin was able to, to just slip away, although he was slower. And at the moment, uh, as soon as Mick Schumacher lost the arrest to Magnussen, uh, he was enabled to hold off Lewis um, on the straights, and that's how he lost position. Another perhaps uh, questionable tactic was the orders by Ferrari, where Leclerc and Sainz were running two and three at the start of the race. Sainz was quick enough to overtake Leclerc, and Leclerc uh, got his shoulders out. Uh, his elbows out and um, at some point uh, Leclerc and Sainz were fighting and Leclerc almost pushed off the track Sainz and at that point you need to think when you're on the wall do you want your both of your drivers to get knocked out and get zero points um, get your two cars at the back of, of the grid for, for the race well definitely not especially when you're playing a championship a constructed championship so in that set of circumstances, it would have made more sense to tell Leclerc or Sainz, one of the two, uh, whichever is faster, that to be to be let off to, to to allow the other drive to go by, and hold positions. Um, I guess Sainz got told that at the end because he did uh, then leave the space and and kind of backed off. Um, but it's quite shameful that that the, 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 the Ferrari are not. Are not very reactive when it, when when they really need to um, understand what the strategy is and and when they need to plan the race. And so we arrive to the Sunday race. Um, the grid looks as follows: with Verstappen first, second Leclerc, third Sainz, um, fourth Russell, and fifth Perez, sixth Ocon, and then at the back of the grid we had Vettel and Fernando Alonso not having a great weekend. So, off the line, um, good start by Verstappen again. Leclerc and Sainz both, both did a great job. Um, we were running up the hill and then um, side by side, Russell and Paris. The two were essential because Verstappen as being first and then they had the two Ferraris. Paris had to come fourth if they wanted to play with strategy. Ideally, I guess they would be playing one of well, a strategy where Paris just stays longer, um, does an, an overcut uh, to the Ferraris, and then they, I guess they would try to 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 hold the Ferraris so that Verstappen then could uh, overtake. Um, that is, of course, not taking into account the fact that the Red Bulls were not uh, very very showing a good performance during the weekend. Um, so having both Red Bulls together was going to be essential in terms of, of uh, planning the, the strategy. But um, comes the, the sixth uh, turn and Russell and Perez had a, an accident, um, an incident together where Verstappen uh, were 
sorry, where Russell um, bumps into Paris uh, rear tire and sends him uh, off the runoff area into the into the gravel. Uh, Russell car doesn't seem to be affected much, and Paris races was essentially ruined from there on. Um, he gets out of gravel, but uh, has to go to the pits. Um, and now that from that point onwards, the car is not showing any performance anymore, probably some underfoot damage. And um, Red Bull's race was thereon compromised, with uh, Verstappen showing at the same time very poor performance. Uh, Verstappen tries to get off early and try to um, get sufficiently far away from Leclerc to avoid um, to avoid uh, giving the DRS to, 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 the, to the Ferrari, um, that, that of Leclerc, of course, and Sainz was not far away either. That was going to save Verstappen relatively, but the Ferraris were showing very good performance very quickly. And by the time um, Red Bull wanted to do anything, they realized that they couldn't hold off the Ferraris, they can only postpone the, the inevitable. And so um, Leclerc was able to overtake Verstappen on track, not once, but twice overall. Um, Sainz was looking good to, to affirm uh, the second place on, on the podium. And then Verstappen would have had to accept a, a, well, a relatively good result of being third in Austria. Not good enough in terms of what you want to show at your home Grand Prix, but uh, in terms of points, it would still keep the Verstappen in the race for for the in the, in the lead for the championship and Red Bull in the in the fight for the constructors. At the back, you had Fernando Alonso trying to get past the the, the back of the grid. Uh, he started on hards which meant that he was trying to get to go for one pit stop strategy. So he had to go very conservative, conservative on those hard tires, try to make them last very, very long. Um, uh, it's a good comparison if you look at it uh, in, with uh, Verstappen, because Verstappen was only able to hold the mediums 14 laps. Um, he had very, very uh, big tire degradation on the rear tires. Um, something that was not very noticeable in the Alpine. Um, and so uh, Ferrari, the Ferraris were able to, to get the upper hand in, in, in that regard. Um, the rest of the grid, you saw some relatively bad performance by the Alpha Tires, with Gasly making a lot of mistakes all through the weekend. Sonoda having a fight with Fernando Alonso, trying to push him out, uh, on the side of the, of the track um, onto the grass, which is it's not very, it's almost foul play it's not very very sport uh, gentleman like and um the drama perhaps for uh, for the lead came 12 laps to the end 14 laps to the end when the science engine literally blew up as he was going to overtake Verstappen. i imagine that must have been the result of him turning up the engine to overtake Verstappen, and I guess the the, the engine couldn't couldn't hold it. Um, quite unfortunate to see that uh, it 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 increases you know, some of the the tension, some of the pressure on Ferrari to on the side of reliability. Of course, they are running a very thin thin thread when it comes to to 
all aspects they're running all the parts of the engine of the car everything um they're trying to maximize the performance of everything and it seems that the the reliability of some parts are affected by police race or performance um next race he will have to change the entire internal combustion engine and probably more parts and probably the electrics too um yeah that's something for him to to, to be concerned um it has an impact on the constructors uh, championship it has an impact on his status within ferrari um he's losing the fight for for the championship and that will effectively put him or secure him as a second driver and giving the lead to to leclerc um what else can i say i guess uh, good performance by both mercedes they did a great job again uh, third and fourth uh lewis hamilton had a very good race uh george had a very co- uh, consistent race although he was at fault um in the incident between him and paris um the, the same incident we saw it with uh, gasly it's a corner that is it's it's given a lot to talk about in the past um namely Verstappen Hamilton last year um dri- drivers know that when you're on the outside you have to to take into account that the the driver on the inside is going to struggle for for grip and he's probably going to try to squeeze you on the runoff um and of course the the blame on the inside driver is that if he doesn't leave enough space he will then go on and and, and push you off the track uh you don't see Russell making mistakes that often but that is definitely one for him to blame Gasly was was definitely to blame again with uh Vettel it was quite unfortunate but it is exactly the same issue that that, that we saw um Vettel's race as a result of that got completely ruined although he was not any better um in terms of results before that Fernando Alonso we saw him struggle he did say that he was he had good performance in the car and the airplane was running very well you know, especially in, uh, with Ocon's but when it comes to to Fernando Alonso he was struggling to to fight um to get back in the points he did manage to get P7 but I think he could have done better and then when he changed tires during the virtual safety cars there was an issue with bolt and uh, he had to return to the pit stops um so as a result he had to uh well this waste 40 seconds in total in the pit stop which eventually handed all the good work he did for the long stint um yeah it was a bit of a shame um and uh, yeah the biggest the biggest losers i guess of the race were the ferrari team because they lost the one two and it increased the pressure on the reliability issue they have uh for the rest Uh, very good results by Haas um getting the points uh, two two times in a row good results uh Mick was better than Kevin Magnussen this time and uh, the team should have seen that early in the race and tell Kevin to to back off and let Mick just slip away he had more performance but i guess um yeah those 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 calls are tough when when you've got both drivers wanting to to make the headlines of the team and for for the rest of the drivers i don't really have anything to say um in terms of the award the donkey's award i think i would give it to gasly 
um, because he was he was he was not there all through the weekend. He was clumsy. He caused an accident. Um, yeah, he he didn't really do it that well. It, nothing major, but just just not good enough. Um, perhaps we could say that Tsunoda was was to blame also at some point for for bad weekend um, pushing Alonso off the track. But I think Gasly overall did a worse weekend. Uh, some other noticeable drivers, Ricciardo still not good enough. Uh, actually, both my guys were not good enough, but Ricciardo was just not there. Um, Aston Martin's very poor performance. And with that, thank you very much for listening to all of you. If you have any comments, please leave them on the on the commentary on the comments. And um, looking forward for the next race in two weeks' time. Thank you very much, and have a good weekend. Well, have a good week, actually. Uh-huh.